Hi, I'm Molly Crouch, and welcome to Season 5 of the Getting Into Good Trouble podcast, where we get into good trouble so you don't have to. In each episode, we will dive deep into an ongoing or recently resolved international protest. In this episode, we will cover the Peruvian anti-government protest and how this issue has impacted the country and the people of Peru. I'm here with my co-hosts, Cora and Leah. Hi, I'm Cora. And I'm Leah. I'm also here with our interviewer, Mariella. Hi, I'm Mariella. I'll pass this on to our co-host for some background information. Yes, thank you. The anti-government protests were triggered by the impeachment of Peru's current president, Castillo, after he tried to dissolve Congress since he was about to be impeached for the third time and ruled by decree. This led to his vice president, Dina Bullard, stepping up and taking control of his office to finish out his term until 2026, making her the first female president in Peru. People who were originally upset about this and began protesting because they felt as if Castillo represented the poor indigenous people of their country and gave them a voice, unlike President Bullard. The protesters' main goal was to remove President Bullard from office and begin early elections. President Boluarte has stated, I will not resign. My commitment is with Peru in January 2023. She has also blamed the violence on so-called radicals, called the protesters terrorists, and has accused Bolivia of taking part in organizing the protest movement. These protesters have been marching mostly in southern Peru since December 2022, and there have been over 60 deaths. One person whose life was taken during these protests is Rosalina Flores. At just 22 years old, police officers shot him with 30 pellets, forcing him to have a two-month-long stay at the hospital before passing away. Claudia Shields, a Peruvian now living here in Georgia, was willing to give us a better insight into what led up to the protests, what the people have been going through, and what the protests hope to achieve in the future. We started by asking her about herself and where she has lived in Peru. So, uh, because my dad worked, I've been living in Peru in various cities. I've been living in the coast, in the capital, Lima. I've been living in the mountains too, where is um, the city of Puno that is really close to Bolivia. I live when I was little, the central jungle of Peru. We started off by asking her about what made President Castillo's election historic. Well, President Pedro Castillo belongs to a city that is this part of Peru, there is a lot of rural communities. So he was from one of these communities. So he was uh, involved in a union teacher and he started away his political career, leading a strike for the teachers. That's how he started uh, becoming known. In this moment, Peru had lived the pandemic, so everybody was struggling economic, even more the poor people. So he starts saying uh, things like no more poor people in a rich country. So that co-attention, we have never had a candidate with so much popularity in the rural parts like him. Was he very effective in helping Peru and helping the poor people, especially in the rural areas? That that was his campaign, and he even he even dressed like farmer, but in Spanish is campesino, and he called attention. And when he is president, he start doing actions that weren't agree with what he promised. Politicians sometimes do that, so that people start getting a little disappointed. We gotta understand that in that moment, 
the whole population was tired of so much corruption. There were a lot of investigation of the previous presidents. So when President Pedro Castillo started doing things very similar and Sometimes he wasn't even trying to hide. He started putting family in positions of government. There was a lot of investigation and saying that he was in connections with organized crime. So people started getting really um, disappointed and angry with him. Even the own people that vote for him. Other than the impeachment of President Castillo, what also led up to the protests that started in last year in December. Yes. So when he was in impeachment, he always promised saying that we, we I'm going to dissolve the Congress and I'm going to change the Constitution. So some people really support that and other people were like, you cannot go against the Constitution. So when the Congress started trying to impeachment, that was the third time that he at the same time, he tried to dissolve the Congress, but it didn't work because the Congress impeachment. A lot of people, of course, were angry because he was being arrested. They called him when he was on his way to the Mexico embassy. The people that supported us were really angry and started going up to the streets. And it really got out of the hands. I think it was a lot of people dying. They closed uh, interstates, I would say. For example, uh, Cusco is a city that a lot of tourists go. They took that and they didn't let any people go to Machu Picchu. Uh, Cusco was really, really bad. A lot of people dying. So that's what happened in December. What has been the goal of the protests? Is it to get Castillo back or is it to have new elections or just get Boluarte out? Yes. So in the start of the protests, I think there were people, most of the people were trying to put back President Castillo. Even though he was being accused of many things, they, they thought the people were like, he's right, we are tired of corruption, he should dissolve the Congress, he, he needs to change the Constitution. But then that second process, they were trying to remove uh, Dina Baluarte, who was the vice president. They went to the capital, Lima, and they traveled from the south part of Peru to Lima. I remember one night, I was, I think my brother sent in a group chat a news telling my parents, don't go out today because people are going to Lima. My parents live in Lima. They're like, please don't go out because they're even going to go to all the neighborhoods, not just the downtown Lima. Why did the protests turn violent? I think because there were the police trying to keep it down. And I think it got in the president, Dina declares a state of emergency. So the military got free pass to go and try to keep everything in order. So when that happened, violence just got really worse. I think in the city of Puno, there was 25 people that had died. Uh, when people knew that, all of the supporters everywhere, that's when they decided that they were going to Lima to keep protesting and even more angry because 
they were blaming the president Dina for all the deaths. They blame Dina for the deaths of the people and the protests. Are there any other reasons they're against her or is it mainly because of how she has handled the protests? People were mad at her because they, they see her like she she's not doing what President Castillo started and she just, you know, listen to the Congress. I think that the politics right now in Peru is really hard to know what's exactly what they are. The people went to protest. I will say they were trying to just keep dissolving the Congress and change the Constitution because that's what they believe President Pedro Castillo was doing or he was doing that. So they, they support that. And when they see that president, the Dina, the send the military, try not, you know, it's like, oh, they, she's supposed to listen to us and we're going to go and keep protesting. Going back to uh, earlier, why did Castillo want to uh, dissolve the Congress and change the Constitution? Was that to cover up um, and try to avoid his third impeachment? Or was there something else he was trying to change for the people? Yeah, he was trying to avoid the impeachment. And first, he promised to dissolve the Congress because in that moment, there was a lot of corruption in the Congress that the previous president uh, supported. Uh, you know, that was like a mafia. But then the Congress people have changed. And then when Pedro Castillo was there, the Congress need to listen to the accusations that was being disclosed, you know, in the news and everything. So Congress need to support what the people was seeing, you know, that what is, we cannot just change that constitution. We cannot let the president do that because in some point they, if we support that, we are not going to stay in our positions. So the Congress has to be against that, not only because that's how it's our constitution, but it's something that they want to keep their job. So even their their own Congress people of the Pedro Castillo party didn't support him. Dina Bolarte, she has blamed Bolivia for causing the protests. Why have they been pulled into this and how? Pedro Castillo represents some ideology that elites communists. So president of Bolivia, he's communist. When he gets impeachment, people in the South that is close to Bolivia, you know, start protesting. Mm-hmm. And Evo Morales, the president of Bolivia, start making accusations or start giving, you know, speeches to that people in the news, telling them they need to, to uh, lead a rebellion against the government. He started talking to them, and there was a point that these people, some of the, of the towns that are close to Bolivia, start thinking we should go and unite with Bolivia. President Dina saw this as a threat, right? And uh, President Evo Morales no longer allowed in Peru. So some people start thinking, oh, well, everything, these protests, this, this kind of rebellion, and they start blaming on, on Evo Morales. No, Bolivia is a country, but the president. Have the protests cooled down? Oh, they have cooled down. And I think 
military help a lot too. And I think, so it has to do with the factor that people that travel for a long, long ways, and they have to go back to work, they have to go back to their home. In June, a new surge of protests reignited when 25 people were killed in Pune. Here, Ms. Claudia tells us how this has affected a friend of hers living in Pune. Just one example of the danger of simply leaving your house. I live in Pune, so I have some friends, and I just text her that I was praying because the news were really sad, and she just sent me videos and that. She went to take their kids to piano class, and while she was doing there, uh, they took a like a park that was in front, and they couldn't leave until night. They had to be inside because the police and the people were, you know, fighting with each other. She also talked about how there is a divide between the rich and those in rural areas. Peru was hit hard by COVID and has had a hard time recovering because of all the corruption. But all people had their fears, and Peru needs an honest candidate who will address these things. Ms. Claudia finished by saying, I see Peru uh, like a person that has been suffering for a long time. Uh, I remember when I left Peru in 2015, it, the, it was a very good country, but just uh, with the recent, recent presidents, I think there were, there were just so much corruption. I, for me, the resolution will be just to have hope for, for the elections in 2026, um, that all Peruvians can come together and and elect a good president. Peru has suffered a huge blow after COVID. They suffered the most deaths per capita out of any country in the world. Peruvians have had trouble recovering, especially since the last presidents have been corrupt and sometimes even affiliated with criminal organizations. President Castillo offered hope, but when he was arrested and kicked out of office, Vice President Dina Boluarte did not continue what Castillo had started. Anger boiled over the way President Boluarte handled the protests. The loss of life brought anger and an urgent call for re-elections before 2026. Thank you for listening to the Getting Into Good Trouble podcast, where we get into good trouble so you don't have to. Stay tuned for more episodes about protests around the world. Mm-hmm.